Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast. My name is Jake Schwanitz, and off the top, we are brought to you by the American Raptors. American Raptors are Rugby USA's newest rugby team. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com, get your free ticket for one of their games, or stream all of their games free on the site. Again, that is www.americanraptors.com. Thank you, American Raptors, for sponsoring today's episode, and on today's show, we have a guest. We have Mike Luke from PHNX Wildcats. Uh, we have a conversation with him about the Buffs and about the Wildcats. Uh, that's going to be our preview for this weekend's game. We're also going to hear, or I will tell you what I heard from Carl Durrell and Casey Roddick uh, after practice on Wednesday. We got some good lineup information um, on both sides of the ball that I will be giving to you guys, and then we'll just wrap everything up with a few thoughts. On the back end, after we speak to Mike, just go back to the Wednesday press conferences, though. Carl Durrell, one of the first things that he talked about was uh, Trent Carrizosa will be remaining at punter. Ashton Logan has not returned from his injury just yet. Also, it seems like we're going to see a lot more rotation on the defensive line in terms of players coming in and out. I do not know if that means freshmen or not. We have seen some freshman players step in. Uh, late in games and in some situations at times in the front seven. But it's I don't know if we'll see the type of freshman influx that we've seen at other positions at the defensive line. But expect to see some different players rotating in and out of the front seven this week. And then uh, we talk, We asked about Deion Smith. I told you guys I would try to get an update for you. Um, Deion Smith has not been made available to the media uh, the, over the past week. We've asked Darrell about Deion Smith's workload. Um, he didn't really get into specifics about Dion. just said that uh, him, Charlie, Anthony Hangerson, Jay Lee Stacks is going to be back this week also. Uh, that's his rotation of backs. So that's that's about all he really said about that. I still don't know exactly what's going on with Deion Smith or why he's not playing as much. Perhaps we'll find out in the near future. On to Casey Roddick. Uh, he was moved to right tackle last week in the middle of the uh, USCLA game. I asked him if he's going to be staying there moving forward. He was actually moved to left guard, so he's that's where he's been practicing all week. Uh, I expect we'll see him line up there. And then Jake Wiley has been moved back to right tackle. He will be protecting Owen McCown's blind side this weekend against Arizona. Uh, we'll see exactly how long that lasts and if we get any other uh, you know, offensive line reshuffling that we saw last week. I can't imagine we'll see anything super drastic, uh, but maybe you see Casey Roddick move around again at some point. 
um, just like we did last week. I want to talk to you guys real quick, though, before we get to Mike Luke, about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery has been one of our sponsors uh, for quite a while now. They are the official beer of DMVR. They have beers on tap and regular seltzers are being sold in the bar also. Head on over to breckbrew.com and find a beer near you. Also, shout out to their Hoot and Annie. That is going to be coming up very, very soon on October 8th and 9th. Uh, keep it tuned here to Everything DMVR. We'll let you guys know what we have going on with that. We'll give more information and we'll have some giveaways as we approach that date, October 8th and 9th. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Also, shout out to DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, last night, we had the Bengals and the Miami Dolphins. The Bengals were four-point favorites. They end up winning that game by double digits. Uh, we need another pick of the week this week. So this week, I am going to go back to the NFL. We already told you about uh, Broncos plus two earlier in the week. It's up to two and a half now. Uh, so if you still are on the Broncos for this weekend, you get a half point now in your favor uh, as opposed to Monday's two-point spread. Let's go to Houston, though. The Houston Texans are taking on the L.A. Chargers at 11 a.m. on Sunday. Houston are five-point dogs at home. Give me the dogs, man. The Chargers dealing with a lot of injuries. They just keep losing players. They're dropping like flies. If you're feeling um, brave enough, the money line is plus 195, but I like Texans plus five. That is our pick of the week for, or second pick of the week, I should say, for DraftKings Sportsbook. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so we are going to bring in Mike Luke and get our preview underway for this weekend's game. Without further ado, here is Mike Luke. Joining me now on the DMVR Buffs podcast, or I guess the PHNX Wildcats podcast, depending on what you feed you're on. My name is Jake Schwanitz. I'm joined by Mike Luke of PHNX Wildcats. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad, Jake. Uh, great to meet you, my man. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, time to get some all-city talk going with the Buffs and the Wildcats. Of course, last year's game, I mean... I don't even know if you can get very much different last year to this year. It was a 34 nothing win for the Buffs in a game that they were favored by six points. This week, the Wildcats are favored by 17 and a half. It seems like the programs have completely flip-flopped. I want to start talking about Arizona, though, and Jaden Delore and Jacob Cowling. It seems like those two guys have made a world of difference for the Wildcats. What can you tell me about them, Mike? I mean, honestly, uh, it's funny because I was up in uh, Colorado for the game last year, and I remember telling the DNVR people um, that thought, you know, hey, Arizona can win this game, and I'm like, oh, we have no op- we have no chance of winning this game whatsoever. So again, I, I I know what it's like to be arguably the worst team in Power Five, um, but Jed Fish has done an amazing job overhauling the talent. Um, again, the defense is still really really rough for for sure, but you just look offensively. You got Jaden Delora, who you brought in, who is. Uh, who's been, you know, everything that I think people hoped you would, the Pac-12 freshman of the year would be. Um, And then 
you got Jacob Cowing, who is probably one of the two or three best wide receivers in the league right now. They've been in a great connection. Um, the passing game has just been light years better than uh, what it was last year at this point. You got three really good receivers. Um, you got a nice little running game as well. Um, offensively, Arizona, offensively, it, it feels weird to say this for Arizona fans, but Arizona's good offensively. And that's, you know, for, like I said, when you lose 20 straight games, you're not used to people saying anything about you was good, but Arizona's good offensively for sure. Yeah, those two have made a dynamic do. And as you mentioned, I mean, if not amongst the best in the league, the best in the Pac-12 in terms of a quarterback wide receiver connection. Mm-hmm. Did you expect this coming into the year from Delore and Cowan? Um, you know, I, I want to say that I was Jake. That, that's a great question. I want to say that I was cautiously optimistic. I didn't think that they, because I mean, again, Jaden Delora was the Pac-12 freshman of the year last year. So obviously he's got some, uh, some gravitas there and Cowling caught for 1400 yards at UTEP, but you know, UTEP's obviously a drastically different, uh, uh level of competition than in the Pac-12. But, um, I don't know that I thought they would be quite this good, but I did have, uh, I did have high expectations for them, but they both surpassed that for sure. You factor in as well that Dorian Singer and uh, T-Mac, a uh, five-star wide receiver that Arizona brought in, um, you know, it's it's been a pretty dynamic passing game, and I look for it to continue to be that way. Let's switch sides, and let's talk about the running game. Uh, they're averaging 125 yards per game to this point. Colorado has one of the worst run defenses, the worst run defense in the right. country by far, actually. How much do you think that the Wildcats can take advantage of the buffs up front and in the run game? You know, Jake, honestly, I expect Arizona and you know, I don't, I, I don't mean this down rough, but offensively I expect Arizona to kind of be able to do what they want. Um, they've got a three kind of a three headed running attack with uh, uh, Michael Wiley, uh, DJ Williams and Jonah Coleman that they all bring something that's a little bit different. Uh, two of them are obviously newcomers. Um, I think uh, maybe my, one of my only criticisms of Jed Fish offensively is that I think he does tend to get away from the running game too quick. Against Colorado, this is the kind of game where I think that they need to stick with the running game um, because, you know, and just try to wear the buffs down. Because Arizona, and I'm sure we'll get to the other side of the ball, Arizona's defense uh, takes uh, takes a back seat to nobody when it comes to bad defenses. So you want to you want to keep that offense on the field for sure. But um, but the, the running game, the running game's been solid. There's really no complaints about that. I think the only probably the only concern is they just need to stick with it more. Well, then let's switch sides and let's talk about the Buffs defense, or I guess the uh, Wildcats defense rather. Who are the most impactful players on this defense, and who should CU be concerned about? I mean, the offense hasn't really been able to get any momentum right. going of late. But who should they be concerned about? They should be uh, Hunter Eccles off the edge has been Arizona's uh, uh, best uh, best front six player. Um, he's a USC transfer. Um, he is uh, he's probably one of the better linemen in the conference. I'm not sure that he's an all conference guy, but he's one of the better linemen. Um, he's probably going to flirt with seven or eight sacks this year, which is something that Arizona generally never has. But um, he he's very good. Uh, he's been every bit of what people I think were hoping for. Um, along the other line, uh, uh, Jalen Harris is solid. There's not really anything particularly dynamic from him from the end position, but he's been around for quite a while. And um, the two defensive tackles are pretty good. Um, at the uh, the linebacker spot, though, it's a very porous unit. You got one guy, and then you've got a bunch of 
you know, young players, uh, got some roster filler in there. And that's where if I'm Colorado, I'm looking to run right at Arizona. Um, because Arizona, like I said, Arizona's run defense is the last two weeks has given up or the last two games has given up something like 500 plus yards on the ground. I'll ask you this and then we can switch roles here and you can, uh, ask me about the buffs. Mm-hmm. Obviously Arizona, I mean, last year, one in 11 this year, you're already looking to go three and two against the buffs just a dramatic turnaround and where the buffs are in terms of their program and where they are just as a football team, how can the buffs maybe steal some of the, what the blueprint was for Arizona over the last year um, in terms of just getting better and using the transfer portal to their advantage? Um, You know, and again, this is just from an outsider perspective, you would clearly know more about this than I would, but I would say I'd never really bought into, um, uh, Carl Durrell being the guy, um, you know, he just always kind of struck me as a journeyman. I think at a place like Colorado, at a place like Arizona, and again, Colorado has a much richer tradition, obviously, than Arizona. I mean, you guys won national championships and, you know, things like that. But I think you got to get somebody in there that really embraces the grind, that's got a dynamic factor to him. You always hear the name of like somebody like Eric Bieniemy brought up or, you know, somebody that can get together and put together a, a staff full of recruiters that can bring in good players. Um, that's what Jed Fish was able to do. He was able to bring in a staff that, you know, you got Pete Carroll's son, Brennan Carroll there. You've got, excuse me, you've got uh, all kinds of guys with a lot of name recognition that, and they're all tireless recruiters. And at places like Arizona, places like Colorado that don't have a lot of built-in advantages just from a talent base, you've got to be tireless in that uh, aspect. And that's what I would look for if I were Colorado. Again, I don't, you know, I don't, I've never really looked at Carl Durrell maybe as that guy. Um, so I, if they do make a change, that's, that's where I think you need to go. I think you need to find somebody dynamic that really embraces the grind of what Colorado football can be, because again, Colorado football can win. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So that's kind of where I would look. Um, and, um, and the portal changes everything right now because you've got guys who can come in and play immediately. Arizona has been a, a big, uh, has really had an advantage in that way because Jaden Delora came in, Jacob Cowan came in, DJ Williams came in, uh, Hunter Eccles came in. They were able to get five or six starters who have been high quality starters just out of the portal alone. And that's something you got to be able to take advantage of. All right. I'll hand it off to you. Go ahead and fire away. Let's talk some buffs now. Okay, cool. Now uh, let's do offensively then for Colorado. Um, I know that it's uh, I know that it's been a struggle, but where is is there anybody out there that maybe you you watch the Buffs and you say, all right, they really haven't shown what they could all do. They could maybe surprise some people. Is there that player out there? Are there multiple players? And if so, who would they be? Well, uh, interesting question because we've seen just a real shift in what Carl Durrell is throwing out there in terms of the players. A lot of veterans were on this team, six-year, fifth-year seniors to start a season. Now you're seeing the buffs turn to a lot of freshmen. Obviously, Owen McCown at quarterback, but we've seen a lot of freshmen coming out of the backfield. Last week, Charlie Offerdahl got the start over Deion Smith, who was the starting running back when Alex Fontenot was out against uh, Minnesota. It seems something's going on in the program there, though. Deion Smith is seeming to lose favor within the coaching staff, and he's being shuffled behind Offerdahl. And then last week we saw true freshman uh, Anthony Hankerson come out his first work for the Buffs. So those are those are some guys you need to watch in the running game. The passing game, I mean, it's just been rough all year. Yeah. Owen McCown's kind of got it going a bit the past couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, 
in Minnesota, it was the last drive of the game, but it was the best drive for the Buffs in that game. And last week, you saw some of that momentum being built. In terms of receivers, R.J. Sneed was a guy who came in from Baylor. He was injured coming into the year, so he was expected. I guess the expectations were a bit too high entering the season. He's working into a, a bigger role now. And we've seen him develop in terms of uh, chemistry with the quarterbacks. Also, you have Jordan Tyson at wide receiver. He's another freshman. He's their second leading receiver at this point. He scored the most touchdowns for the Buffs so far. But their best receiver overall is probably Daniel Arias. He is one of those fifth-year seniors, a guy that just hasn't been able to completely put it together in all facets of the game, but he does show flashes at times. It's been rough for the Buffs offensively, though. Right. Right. And do you, is there, is there any light at the end of the tunnel there? I know, you know, like you said, you mentioned kind of the last drive of game playing some new guys, but is this going to be kind of the way it is offensively for Colorado pretty much all season? You think it's tough to say because this shift has really just started last week when they uh, played UCLA, obviously Arizona this week, but you have a buy coming up too. So I think that that's part of the factor being played in just trying to see who you have and what talent is available on the roster really at this point. Um, so hopefully that answers your question in some regards there. What's the, what's the opinion in Colorado though, of, you know, of Carl Durrell, the future of the program, where people would like to go. What's just kind of that average feel. It's uh it's very doom and gloom right now amongst the fan base and just really just amongst the program. Obviously coach Durrell said that they're not giving up. It seems like the players are still playing for him. He hasn't lost the locker room yet. But, I mean, there were chants breaking out in the first half of last week's game of Fire Carl. Um, Everyone is pretty unhappy with what's going on right now. And the product on the field has just been bad in almost all facets. So it seems like there will be a change at some point. We talked a bit about this on our Wednesday show. Because the Buffs have been blown out so much to this point, you have to wonder if they – I mean, they're 17.5-point dogs. But if they lose this game by 25, 30 points again – and going into this bye week, you do have to wonder if this is Durrell's last game as a Buffs head coach. Now, defensively, then, um, obviously, uh, both of the, both teams, Arizona and Colorado, both obviously struggle against the run. Are there any are there any playmakers on the defensive side of the ball that uh, Arizona fans should be aware of? Again, tough to say because we're seeing a lot of rotation coming in now. And this week, Durrell said you are going to see a shakeup in the front seven with the rotation of players. Josh Chandler Semedo was a transfer that came in from West Virginia. He was expected to, I don't want to say fill in for Nate Landman, but to step into his spot and at least carry on some of that production. He hasn't really done that to this point. He has the numbers, but when you look at it from a down-to-down perspective, he just hasn't been able to deliver. Guy Thomas on the edge has been a guy that I think has flashed at times, but it seems that he may actually be falling out of favor with the coaching staff too. Quinn Perry is a team captain at linebacker. He's played well at flashes, especially against the Air Force. This young secondary, though, has actually played pretty well given their experience. Uh, They've gone against some good receivers at TCU last week against UCLA. They have a big test ahead of them with Jacob Cowing, though, so we'll see how they hold up in that regard. Now, um, and again, this is uh, this is always a name that's been kind of bandied about. What is the feel amongst Colorado? Would they like to have Eric Bieniemy as their next coach if uh, a coach or if a change is made? I know that name's been thrown around there for years. Mm-hmm. What's the take on that? Yeah, I mean, he's certainly a hot name, and he's been mentioned multiple times when Colorado has had an opening, uh, an opening at the head coach. It, it's tough to say, though. I don't think that. Um, I think that the media and the fans have a different pers- uh, perspective yeah. and perception of the enemy than what those 
in football circles and around CU actually have. I, I think it's a stretch to say that the enemy is, he might get an interview, but to say that he's a true candidate for this job once it opens up again is a stretch, I believe. So right, it, it's tough to say exactly where they go. Troy Calhoun has been interviewed for this job before. So we'll see. Yeah, and I've always thought that too. Like BNM is a he's a big name, obviously, but generally, uh, when a when a guy like that is kind of passed over and passed over and passed over from an outsider perspective, you kind of wonder, all right, it's you know what are, what are we missing here? Because again, he's the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, won the Super Bowl, but yeah. not really getting a lot of real you know, a lot of real play there. But I will say this: I'm a little older than you, but I will say that I remember when Colorado when they were, you know, when they were in the big 12 and Colorado was one of the top 10 teams in the country. So, you know, for about a five, six, seven year period. So, I mean, Colorado can be good. I've, I mean, I've been, uh, the, you know, it's a beautiful campus. It's a, you know, it, 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 I've always, I've always had a little bit of a soft spot for, uh, for Colorado. And I am hoping that you guys get it back on track because again, it's a, it, it's a cool place for sure. It's been tough, man. I mean, really just go back to last season and you can see where this all derailed. JT Shrout transferred in uh, from Tennessee last offseason before the 21 season. He tore his ACL and that just that just wrecked this program and the trajectory of it from that point because you were forced in the starting Brendan Lewis, who wasn't ready last year at quarterback. He did make some strides year over year this year to uh, last last year to this year but it just hasn't been good enough. And so that's why you're seeing Owen McCown and a lot of these freshmen kind of step in. It does feel like this is really Darrell's last gasp at trying to get a hold on this job and retain it past this year or through this year even. Right. All right, Jake, can we get a prediction? What do you got? Man, uh, in terms of the spread, I think I'd take Arizona to cover. I just have no faith in the buffs. I do think it gets ugly again, though. I think that Jaden Delora and just what Arizona offers offensively is going to be too much. I predict something around 38 to 13 again. What about you, Mike? I was. It's funny you mentioned that. I was going to go 35-13. So great uh, minds think alike on that one for sure. Love to hear that. Uh, keep it tuned here on DMVR Buffs and PHNX Wildcats as we cover this game and the season moving forward. We got basketball coming up, Mike. Uh, oh, yeah. It's exciting for us because – Obviously, the football team has been bad, but you guys got quite a squad out there in Arizona, too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're a basketball town, for sure. You know, it, people always, uh, generally, when September hits, yeah, people watch football just to get them through to basketball. So, you know, that basketball runs Tucson, that's for sure. So, it should be the, we got a red, red-blue scrimmage coming up Friday, which I would imagine will be sold out, as it generally is. So, but yeah, it's going to be fun, though, for sure. Love that. Uh, we'll get to some basketball coverage mm-hmm. moving forward through the bye week for the Buffs. Also, let's do this again. When the Buffs uh, my, the, it's been my ple- been my pleasure, man. You're making great moves out there. Big fan of your work, bud. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it so much. Thanks again, Mike. All right, you you got it, buddy. Thanks, man. And there he goes. Thank you, Mike Luke, for joining us on the DMVR Buffs podcast, or I guess joining you on the PHNX Wildcats podcast. That was a lot of fun. We'll check in with Mike throughout the season, especially as we move towards basketball season. I know that's something that is coming up right now. We have a bye week coming up next week, and I think we're going to use that to our advantage to talk a little bit more CU hoops and give you guys a break from this football team. Before we get to our final segment, though, I want to shout out Green Mountain Dental. Green Mountain Dental has been a partner with DMBR from the beginning. They've had many of our own staff and customers convert over to Green Mountain Dental. Uh, You can head over. It's just 15 minutes from downtown in Lakewood. 
Check out Dr. Ben and his team. They have you covered from general dentistry, like regular cleanings, orthodontics, and wisdom teeth. Tell the team that DMVR Sports sent you and get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. If you mention DMVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays. That's a $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. To make an appointment or find more information, check out their website at GreenMountainDentalGroup.com today. So some final thoughts on Arizona in this game coming up this weekend. Some things that uh, maybe it's just some ways that you guys can set expectations for this weekend. One, it's all about Owen McCown. Owen McCown, if he plays well, that's probably the most encouraging thing for this team at the moment. Um, if he's able to create some drives, especially early on, and dare I say if Colorado is in this game and definitely within the spread for the first half, that's only 10 points, um, that would be something exciting, and it would already show week-over-week growth from Owen McCown. I'd also keep an eye out for the freshman wide receivers, particularly Jordan Tyson. Uh, there was an article that went up on the DMVR site uh, just a couple days ago. We have quotes from Owen McCown and Jordan Tyson. These true freshmen are really going to be leading this team going forward, and I expect to see a lot of them break out at some point, uh, Jordan Tyson being one of them. Maybe we see Anthony Hankerson or Charlie Offerdahl do the same also at running back. Uh, so just keep your eyes out for those guys. And then defensively, man, it's tough to say. I mean, this this is a team, Arizona, they don't really run the ball particularly well or as well as some of these other teams that Colorado's faced to this point. Maybe this is an opportunity for a get-right game to tune things up on the defensive side of the football and uh, reinforce that front seven, get back to being the strength that we thought you guys would be coming into the season. Um, as In terms of general expectations, I don't really know what to expect from this team with so much young talent uh, playing right now. I expect to see Owen McCown move the ball a bit. I expect to see him struggle a bit. Um, and if I'm being realistic, I, I would project that the defense is going to struggle a bit too. This is the first time the secondary will really have been tested, I think, this weekend with Jaden Delore and Jake McCowing. We'll see how that goes or if they decide to take advantage of the buffs down on the ground, just like everyone else has to this point. But I'm going to wrap it up. We'll be back on Saturday evening. It'll be a Sunday morning podcast uh, recapping the Arizona game. And then, of course, we have the bye next week. I'll iron out bye week plans, as I mentioned. We'll get into basketball a bit next week, too. So that'll be fun. Next week, we'll have some fun with the buffs and uh, talk a lot about things that we haven't really gotten to this point. Check out the Twitter at DMVR underscore buffs and at Jake DMVR. Tons of content that just went up in the last 24 hours. Uh, check out the free film room, too. Let me know what you guys think about the buffs defense. There's also some OM account stuff there. I already told you all about that, so I'll let you get to it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back after the Arizona game. Let's go buffs.